This is episode 91 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Yeah, we got to visit the NASDAQ, and then we also presented at the Trader Expo. Today, Tim sits down with millionaire mentor and trainer, Tim Sykes. This was the second time I rang the bell. It was an honor. To talk about their recent visit to the NASDAQ, not the New York Stock Exchange, because those guys... If I go to the New York Stock Exchange, I mean, I might as well just go to the Museum of Natural History. You know, there's walking dinosaurs. They don't realize that they're extinct yet. Yeah, they're that. It's a great conversation between two incredibly successful traders, and it all starts right now. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. Um, doing something a little bit different today. Um, we have our, our guest, an old friend of mine, business associate, buddy, etc. Uh, Tim Sykes is here, and, and what we want to go over the topic of today is a really neat experience that we recently did. Uh, you know, if you follow Stocks to Trade on social, if you follow Tim, you, you'll see that, uh, you know, we got to visit the NASDAQ and then we also presented at the Trader Expo. So you can all actually go on Tim's YouTube and, uh, you know, Tim and I did about a 35, 40 minute presentation at the Traders Expo. Okay. So that's on his YouTube. So today we're just going to kind of, you know, go over, you know, really, I think it's it's exciting. It was exciting for Tim and I as well as Stocks to Trade and, you know, a kind of a lifelong goal of mine. To, you know, I, I would still like to make it to the New York Stock, Stock Exchange as well. But uh, Tim and I got to go on the uh, floor of the NASDAQ, which, you know, many of you probably know, especially if you're nerds like I am. You know, we were in Times Square at the NASDAQ where, you know, the actual NASDAQ is out in a data center in New Jersey, but nevertheless, it was still cool to kind of go there in Times Square in the Mecca. So we're just going to kind of recount that and, and, and talk about that today and, and also some other stuff that Tim has brewing as well. So welcome aboard, Tim Sykes. Welcome back. Thank you for having me, Tim Bowen. <laughs> so tell me, you know, you had mentioned that you'd actually had been to the NASDAQ before. So tell me about the first time you were there. Yeah, so this was the second time I rang the bell. It was an honor the first and the second time and, you know, any future time. I don't want to go to the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of going to museums. Uh, <laughs> so for me, like if I go to the New York Stock Exchange, I mean, I might as well just go to the Museum of Natural History. At least I'll learn some more stuff rather than, you know, there's walking dinosaurs. They don't realize that they're extinct yet. And it's kind of scary. Like, the dinosaurs in the actual museum, they know that they're extinct. They're dead, right? So we get that. We know their history. But the New York Stock Exchange, it's like, it's like kind of like the walking dead, right? Like they don't even realize that they're zombies. You know, it's or- funny you say that because I don't even know what, what – what there's like all those old guys. Like every time the market drops really hard, CNBC will show these guys. I don't even know what those guys are doing. I, I think they might just be like paid to stand around or something. But. I mean, they're not quite at like the jello stage yet, um, <laughs> but they're going to be made into jello shortly. So I think they're just being led on like it's nice, you know, like you, you live a good life. Okay. But it's kind of like Lost. If you remember the TV show Lost where they're already dead, but they don't realize it. Spoiler, if you haven't seen that. Um, it was, was that the case? They, they were actually dead? They yeah, you didn't you didn't see the last. It was, it was not a good ending. Yeah, well, the yeah, whole that thing, ending where they went down in that golden hatch, and I so no. so that was it. They were all they were dead. All dead. <laughs> they were all dead. It was very uh, disheartening. Yeah, guess um, I need to rewatch it. So. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of the near section. Nasdaq, I think, is the future. Uh, electronics, very technology based, um, and so for me, that was the greater honor, and it was amazing. 
you know, to be up on a, a giant billboard in Times Square. You know, I've been really trying to work on my ego. I've been trying to get a little more aggressive, a little more arrogant. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little introverted, and I'm still a little unsure of myself. After I, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that your, your, your New Year's resolution for 2019 is to work on your arrogance and your ego. Because I have noticed, you know, your, your self-confidence is a little lacking. I Everybody's have trying to be all humble, and I just like to go against the grain. So I'm like, you know, my New Year's resolution is to be more arrogant in 2019. So if you meet me... Uh, and see me in person. I'm going to try, but I can't promise anything. You know, I'm going to try to be a bigger dick than I previously have been. Um, you know, we're right now overwhelmed with students, which is a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. So I'm trying to weed out the people who don't, uh, you know, aren't truly successful, like minded, like they're, they're not really dedicated. They get, um, you know, uh, in like a hissy fit if I have bad grammar, or if I swear, like we're trying to weed those people out because I just don't want to deal with them. So I think if I'm more arrogant um, and I travel the world more, maybe if I donate more to charity, just, you know, just see what happens. Like more schools are named after me. I think that's a good thing. So um, jump it back to the trader. I'm kidding, away. by the way. It's not going <laughs> to be arrogant. I'm just being sarcastic. Calm down, you little snowflakes. Don't melt. <laughs> um, so back to the Traders Expo. That was that was pretty cool. You can if you if you're listening, you can Google Traders Expo. They have shows all over the place. But uh, one thing that I was very it was proud good of. to be back at the Traders Expo. I haven't been there in like a decade. Last time I was banned uh, for calling out uh, one of the biggest scams um, that I have ever heard of. Um, and I'm not even going to mention him because I think he he might be in jail. He might. I don't know if he's in jail or on trial. I. I I, I've gotten lost in the headlines uh, in, in some of his defunct companies. But I, uh, I'm not necessarily like the friendly kind of guy. Like if I see a scam, I'm going to call them out. Um, so I was banned for like a decade. But now I think that I'm welcome back because people see that I'm transparent. They see that, you know, we have this kind of blossoming student base and this awesome software called Stocks to Trade. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I, I actually enjoyed it. And it's interesting how – um, you know, you know, you talk about the world of, I do air quotes, real stocks versus the weir- world of penny stocks, low price stocks, et cetera. But, uh, man, and options, you know, lots of yep. options traders. And I got to say, we had two different newsletters on Profitly that were focused on options. Neither of them survived. Okay. Like we've worked with a lot of traders, a lot of gurus. Um, a lot of students tried the options and they're like, this is amazing just made $7,500. I was like, cool, options. All right, I don't do it, but it works for some people. Literally two days later, I'm getting texts like, cancel me, I lost everything. Like you just can't control the risk. Um, so for me, options and big stocks, like they're just not good games. And I'm sorry that I put myself in this little box of low price stocks, which the whole world hates, but I think that's the best niche, especially for average retail traders. Well, you can control your risk. Uh, you know, you're not competing against any really sophisticated investors because there's not enough money to be made. It's a very nice self-contained niche full of garbage and you can learn to ride the garbage. Like picture like a big garbage heap in the movie Wally, where he's like riding it. He's collecting the garbage and then he's riding it and it's like surfing and it's kind of like that. We're surfing garbage stuff. And, and that the point I was going to make was I was I was surprised because you know, I knew it was a lot of options, a lot of real stocks, a lot of Forex and stuff like that. And, you know, if you want to see these things, Trader Expo, it's free. Go visit. 
but I didn't know. I, I, I thought, I thought maybe we would present. I, I, I presented twice on my own. You and I did two together and every single time. We interrupt this Bowen to give you another Bowen because who couldn't benefit from a little more Bowen? Many of you might be interested, you know, where does all this information come from that we talk about in the podcast every episode? You may or may not be aware, I do a mentorship program called Stocks and Trade Pro where I do twice Tim, daily webinars every day. Tim, Tim, you strong Bowen lean machine. Honestly, like, if there's one thing I'm going to say about Stocks and Trade Pro, it's that I have not ever seen anyone lay the facts and data on the table, tell you every single thing that you need to do to build a trade plan until I was in Stocks to Trade Pro. But once you get it, you look back and think, Tim was giving me the ticket to gold. Twice a day, literally every day, direct access where you can talk about ideas. I mean, DVDs, YouTube videos are great, but you can't ask a DVD or a, a YouTube video a question. You're live every day with me. Again, 1,400 webinars I've done. I've never missed a day. I've never been late. I'm there every day for the people in Stocks to Trade Pro. Find out how you can sign up to start trading with Tim at StocksToTrade.com forward slash pro. Sign up today and start trading with a pro. And now back to our previously scheduled Bowen. I presented twice on my own. You and I did two together and every single time it was standing room only. I was, I was, I, I didn't know being that we're penny stock junk traders. I thought I'd be presenting it to like six people, but I was it's, very happy. I mean, standing room only every time. So it's kind of crazy, you know, that the, the bad guy, the penny stock guy has become the most popular because it's all about what's being real. You know, CNBC ratings are at multi-decade lows. There's an ugly bald man on CNBC. You can rub his head for good luck. He's still going to be right 35 to 40% of the time. It's not going to get you that rich. So for me, I can offend people. I can say what I want. I can do crazy stuff. But I want to be real and right with my strategies and my rules. And that pays off over time. It's, it's no different than the New York Stock Exchange where, like, I started off this conversation saying they're dinosaurs. There are a lot of big companies, like most of the legitimate companies are on there. But for trading, it's just not the future. Like, there, well, especially, not especially if, you, if, if you've got a small account. I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, okay, if you've got $3 million to trade with, you can wait three months, six months, nine months, a year for Apple or some, or Amazon or whatever to move. But if you're trying to build this small account, uh, you know, and get to the point where you can, you know, trade other stuff. I mean, in my opinion, you got to start with the low price. Stock, well, Apple, know? Apple and Amazon are NASDAQ still, but they're at sure. least they're volatile, but I'm talking right. about like some of these boring uh, sure. coal companies, <laughs> you know, the legitimate companies that they're fantastic companies, but for trading purposes, they're just dead. Um, so you really have to recognize the difference and you can hate on penny stocks. You can hate on me, but I'm just going to keep doing what's worked for me for the past 20 years. The patterns haven't changed. The rules haven't changed. I might've refined the rules. A little bit. I'm, I'm a lot more cautious now. I'm more long biased. Um, I think short sellers risk blowing up every single day. Right. And I hate that, you know, I, I have a lot of lessons on short selling, but in this current market, um, and with the amount of newbie shorts, it, the risk reward is just not there.
Yeah, it's funny to, you know, and, and it, 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 as a lesson to the listener out there, I mean, the market is always changing. Well, it's not always changing. In my opinion, it's kind of like a wheel, you know, you know, you're, you're kind of moving through these different environments. And I think back to when, when I first found you, um, when, you know, when, when penny stocking was, was all short selling 2007 through probably 2012, 2013, you know, I mean, all these stocks would spike and fail the same day. And now we see these multi-day runs, which back to the fact, most of them are NASDAQ stocks. Most of these stocks are crazy liquid. I mean, I think back to 10 years ago, we would be looking to trade stocks that maybe traded a million shares a day. Now with these, you know, because they were OTCs, they were pink sheets and stuff like that. Now you get these multi-day runners on the NASDAQ. They're trading 80, 100 million shares a day. And I think that's why the market is flipped you know, where we're much more long friendly versus short friendly. Yeah, there's a lot more short sellers these days, and I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the newbies uh, who aren't necessarily bad people who teach them. They just don't know what they don't know. I can't tell you how many newbies who've been trading for one, two, three, four years, and they think they know everything. They're like, Tim, you're the dinosaur. And I'm like, I talk to more trainers probably than anybody in the entire world. Um, I kind of have like my finger on the pulse of the trader market just based on everyone messaging me and my social media. I'm very grateful, but I can tell when there's too many newbies, you know, partaking in a strategy where they don't have necessarily the know-how or the planning to get out quick enough. BPP, BPTH. We saw I was just going to bring that up. Yep. Several traders in other chat rooms that are primarily short selling focused, they got massacred. It was like the Native Americans with the, you know, Caucasians. When the Caucasians came onto America, we, you know, killed them all with our guns, with our diseases. And that's what BPTH did to newbie short sellers. So you have to be very careful uh, learning from the wrong sources, whether it's, you know, old uh, dinosaurs where they're not trading volatile stuff or they're not trading uh, stocks or commodities or, or anything that, you know, has it some kind of odds in your favor. And you have to worry about the other spectrum, the other side where they're brand new and they think they've reinvented the wheel when in fact they just don't understand risk. And and what I love about stuff like BPTH again is, you know, one of the nice things I've got 12 years of experience, you've got 20 plus. I mean, so I, I, I can't wait because BPTH is now under 20. It's fading. Bring up the chart in March. You'll, you'll know what we're talking about. You know, at some point, I'm confident a month from now, two months from now, BPTH will probably be a single digit stock. It'll probably be seven, eight dollars. And these, the, again, you mentioned these kind of newbie short sellers. They'll, 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 I guarantee they will bring up that chart of BPTH and be like, this is why shorting works. This is why it's a great idea to short these stocks. Meanwhile, they don't, they, they don't, they haven't been squeezed as many times as you and I have. They don't realize that when that thing goes from two to 70 and then back to single digits, you're done. You're wiped out. If you've got a small, even if you've got a large account, you can't withstand that thousand percent move up yeah. and then back down. But I, 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 I can't wait, you know, again, a month from now when all the I told you so's will come out and people will be like, I told you so when BPTH was seven, I told you it was coming down, you know. I mean, using the Stocks to Trade social media search tool, I was looking on Twitter and there were so many shorts who were shorting so big because it went from single digits to the 20s, 30s. And at 40, they're like, there's no way it's going higher. Then it goes to 70. And what if, you know, this time it went to 70 and came back down. 
What if it went to 100? What if it went to 200? All it takes is one of these plays for you to miss time and it blows you up. You kill one year, five years. You can even kill a 20-year career in one trade. So the risk is just not good and newbies don't understand risk. They're not prepared for these massive losses. They're not prepared for the massive speed. And this is what teaching is all about. This is why I take so much pride in what you and I do where we're teaching based on our experience. And this is why, you know, to bring it full circle with the NASDAQ and the trading expo, um, a lot of people just aren't prepared for the markets these days, whether it's trading expo, um, a lot of attendees, they're just not, you know, in the right frame of mind. They need training. NASDAQ, you know, okay, you're trading these volatile stocks, but are you prepared for that volatility? You know, New York Stock Exchange, which I don't even think you should be trading, at least they're not going to move that much. That's frankly why I think most newbies gravitate towards these big companies because it's just not scary. The problem is it's just not going to get you rich either. So I think that the key is to trade volatile stocks, but to be prepared, to have a plan. That way you have the potential upside where you can grow your account exponentially as several of your top students and my top students have done, and then just monitor your risk. If you don't have that potential upside, they're not worth trading. If you don't know how to monitor the risk, they're not worth trading. So it's it's a balancing act. Yeah, and that's that's again, you know, what I love about I mean, geez, anymore, I would guess. You know, I you trade a little bit of the OTCs a little more. I mean, ninety-nine percent of what I look at is is NASDAQ stocks and and that's the great thing about them is you know, again, you know, once you set your risk, once you have your plan, you have to have that plan. But I mean the ideally, you know, even if even if they you don't catch that multi-day, multi-week runner. Worst case scenario, the stock fades back, you lose a couple percentage. You know, that that's what's different in my mind between the old days of trading the OTCs. I mean, the you know, they can drop, you know, you, you try overnighting an OTC stock and you might wake up to a 30, 40% gap down. So that's why I like the fact that NASDAQ is the place to be right now. Yeah. So let's uh so we kind of went over that. Any any particular memories? From, from either of those events you want to talk about? or You know, I love meeting everybody in person. Yep, that was cool. Um, yeah. Seriously, the expo, so many of you guys came up to us. I freaking love that. If we can inspire you, if we can teach you anything that we've learned over the years, that's good. Don't try to, like, copy our trades exactly. Learn from our process. See what we do right. See what we do wrong. Try and take a little uh, something from every single trader. And, you know, be my guest. Try out these newbie traders. You'll watch – And you'll probably realize too late that, you know, they're teaching flawed strategies or, you know, some of these people who don't show all their trades. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens in the future as, you know, we continue being fully transparent, showing all of our trades and showing all of our student trades as opposed to the industry, which is very secretive. Um, I think transparency is the future. I think just being honest about your, your wins and your losses and your full track record um, I think that's the key. So I love where we're going. Um, I love the trading expo. You know, I'd love to ring the, the opening or closing bell on the NASDAQ again. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic ride. This is all, it's all together. You know, it's not any one thing in particular. This is like hard work paying off. You know, I grew up, didn't have any idea that I'd be ringing the bell of any exchange. Um, I just wanted to learn and I wanted to be rich and through enough hard work, decades of hard work i've done it and the good news is you guys watching this you don't have to put in two decades like i have or a decade plus with tim bowen because of the tools and the lessons that we provide you speed up your learning curve so if you're watching this congratulations i was, Just I was seriously 
I, I was actually impressed, you know, uh, you know, you've, you've mentioned the story, you know, what got you started in trading. And, and if you hadn't read Tim's book, American Hedge Fund, I think it's a must read, check it out. But, uh, you know, I remember reading that book in your history, what got you started trading was your, you injured both your elbows or surgery or whatever. So, you know, you talked about being an athlete back then. And I was impressed at the Trader Expo because I brought up a bag of shirts and Tim, Tim started chucking them out to the crowd. And I tried to stop him. I, I tried to kick, if you watch the video, it's on YouTube. I tried to kick him as well as punch him. And he dodged both of them. I was, I was impressed with your athleticism, Tim, for, for I, sitting at a laptop for 20 years. You're, you're quick on your feet. I was impressed. I still have a little bit, you know, um, you know, it's, it's fun. It was good to, to give out stuff. And by the way, if you do come and see me or Tim Bowen, uh, talk, we like to encourage you guys with little t-shirts and little stuff like that. Like, Every little bit helps, okay? Like, wear a T-shirt from Stocks to Trade. Look at, like, a little bull that we give out or the little toys. The things themselves are not important, but it's, uh, you know, representative of the hard work that both of us have put in and all of my top students. You know, Tim Grittani has spent so much time. Mark Crook has spent so much time. Michael Good has spent so much time. And that is what we really want to reinforce with these little podcasts, with our video lessons, with our trades. Um, the good news is this is not rocket science, okay? So when I'm saying put in a lot of time, some people are like, yeah, put in a lot of time, but where's the payoff? You have to be an absolute moron not to get all of this in three or four years. I mean, you could be like borderline, like locked up. You could be in a special school. Like you can have some, some problems with your brain and you can still learn everything in three or four years. So that's all we're asking for. And, and that, you know, that's a big point is, you know, some, some people, I mean, I mean, that's something that I talk about all the time is, you know, that showing up every day or every day that you can and putting in that time and that work and that effort and success will come. And, you know, so many people want it too short, you know, they want to do it in six weeks, two months, whatever. But I mean, there's nothing out there. I mean, I mean, name me any, any sort of skilled trade or career or whatever. I mean, you expect to go to college for a minimum of two years to get an associate's degree. Most careers is four years. Some it's more, you know, so, so don't try and compress the time down. You know, so many people try and shorten that learning curve. And I think that's why they short stuff like DPTH because they want it now. They want to rush everything. You got to have that longer mindset. And the thing is, if this, I mean, I plan on trading 60 years from now, I'm 45. I plan on dying at my laptop, you know, I don't know of any other career or, or skill or anything else that you could literally do forever. I mean, if you're a, a plumber or a doctor, you can't do it forever. That's what's great about trading. And we actually talked about this at the NASDAQ. I think with cryptocurrencies and all this stuff, I think speculation is just going to continue to boon. There is ne- there's no better time to learn this stuff than right now. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be small companies. There's always going to be scams. That's the beautiful thing about like this kind of gutter of the stock market. Um, and we're trading not necessarily based on the company's fundamentals, but based on individual investors' uh, psychology. You know, they always think they're found the next Microsoft. They never have. Um, so it's 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 kind of like laughable that these patterns and rules still work. But again, like yeah, people say Tim, like when are you? going to retire. I don't think that you need to retire. And I don't think that you need to also trade every day. I think you can tailor this to your lifestyle. We have a lot of part-time traders, a lot of part-time students. I think part-time is one of the best ways to say When I say like, okay, no days off, but have the no days off mentality. If you have a job, if you're in school, if you have a family, do that. 
study an hour at night, study for two hours on a Saturday morning before other people wake up. Um, there's so much time in your life that goes wasted on Netflix, um, you know, going out Fortnite. There's so many different things. I was going to say Fortnite. <laughs> You're trying to entertain yourself to kind of like not live your crappy kind of life. Like most people hate their jobs. Most people aren't as rich as they want to be with this. You can create your dream life. You can get as rich as you want to be. You can take it as seriously or, you know, as part-time as you want. There's always going to be opportunities. And the key is just being ready for those opportunities. As we're filming this interview, I see no gray trades. They were yep. filming this in the and middle today was of the trading day. day. Yeah, yep. That's fine. Although CFMS is a nice multi-day bouncer. I was a little too early on that. So even though I'm not trading, I'm still looking at some other plays. I'm seeing what I could have done better. I could have had a little more patience. Uh, with that one. It's not about being perfect. It's about getting better over time, trying to take what you can. I still made a few hundred bucks on CFMS. If I held for another day, it would be a few thousand dollars. So I'm going to remember that where, yes, I made a little money, but I could have done better. Trading is all about improving yourself, improving your knowledge account, improving your bank account, improving over time. So even if you don't get it, especially if you don't get it in your first week, first two weeks, first month, first two months, first year, you have to have patience. This is a marathon and not a sprint. And if I could come through the computer and choke you so that you realized it, and I would, but that would be assault, and I don't want that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, that's that's a great tip or point you made there that comes with experience. I mean, the, the biggest thing of showing up every day, and, you know, you can do it early in the morning. You can do it the night before. I mean, you don't – I mean, you could still have that day job, but you can start – you know, building this methodology in this way, you know, really quickly this morning, I, I was doing a stocks to trade pro webinar, um, do them twice a day, every day. And I mean, within about 15 minutes, the whole chat were every, I was like, man, there's nothing that great out there, you know? And that's the thing, like, be ready. Now, I can, I can do whatever the rest of the day. Yeah. Know? So just be ready, like yep. be alert. And then if there's no plays, I mean, cool, day off. You can go study. You yep. can go work. Go chill with your friends, family, whatever you want. Um, you should not be trading every single day because yep. with penny stocks, there's not always a great play. That said, sometimes there's amazing market environments like we've had the past few weeks where there have been three, four, five, seven great yeah, plays every day. First of March was nuts, yeah. <laughs> and then there's, there's days like today where there's nothing. So it's not a normal nine-to-five job, and you have to, you know, learn to appreciate that. It's it's some It takes some getting used to. Like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm taking Monday off. What are we going to trade today? Yeah. Oh, there's no trades. Well, Tim says I got to learn, so let me try this. And you're trying random trades, which inevitably is going to lead to random results. So. Yep. If you're not seeing any truly great trades, study the past. You can always be better prepared with your history. Stock market history is a very underutilized uh, indicator because if you learn, like Tim Bowen said earlier, you know, this is like a wheel. The, the, the patterns in the history repeats because it's based on individual investor psychology. Um, so you have to learn from the past. I know you might not think that a video lesson or a trade that we did from four or five years ago is relevant right now. But it can be because sometimes those exact stocks become hot again. And the more prepared you are, if you realize, oh, wait a minute, this happened in July of 2014. Oh, my God, it's happening again. You're better prepared. Roland Wolf is a great example where he's turned 4,000 now into nearly a million. And he keeps 
trading the same kinds of stocks. He loves shipping stocks. He loves the same kinds of patterns. So study the past. This is why I have 6,000 video lessons in my library. It's not because I like talking. It's not because I'm, I'm obsessed with making video lessons. Like I have a weird fetish. Like, oh, let me make a video lesson today. It's because I'm adding to the archives so that you can study the past and be better prepared for the future. I know that's cliche. I know it's corny, but it's true. I'm trying to help you. It's in my own best interest to make you as rich as possible. So I'm going to yeah. give you every technique that I know and you know, everything that I wish someone had told me in the beginning because I didn't have a teacher. Yeah, I look back at when I first got started back in 2007. I mean, I was, you know, I'm obviously an old guy. I'm, I'm pushing like 80 years old at this point, but you know, I'm a paper guy. So I would always print these charts and it bums me out. I threw them away. I think you threw a lot of your old ones away. You know, you, I still have a lot of them. My mom. Okay. okay. So, I mean, I, but I think back, you know, back then I would print these charts out. I would mark them up. And I remember, you know, before I threw them away, a couple years later, I'd be like, wait a minute, that stock is in my notebook from two years ago. You know, yeah. call them the former runners. And oddly enough, you mentioned the shipping stocks today. Uh, you know, we're recording March 25th. We've got kind of this mini shipping stock run where, where they're all, you know, these tend to repeat and, and there's so much value in studying them. I, I don't know if there's anything, well, I guess if you're like a history major, then, then there would be benefit in studying the history. But I don't know of any other career or, or opportunity where there's more value in studying the past because this stuff just repeats, repeats, repeats over and over again. I mean, it's, if you look at this kind of like an education and you look at this as a marathon, not a sprint, like you want to be as prepared as possible. How do you make the proper plan? How do you find the right stocks? How do you know the pattern inside and out? When do you exit the position, when do you sell half the position and maybe give the other half more time? The more examples from the past, the better. Obviously, nothing compares with your own personal experience. Like you're going to learn what you're good at because what Tim Bowen is good at is different from what I'm good at, which is different from Tim Gratani. So you need to find your personal best and worst kind of patterns and rules. But at the same time, until you have a lot of experience, like you have to wait for those good plays to set up. And that might take you know, in any six month period, there might only be like 30 good plays. So how are you going to spend your time while waiting for those good plays? Studying the past gives you a lot to do. And then ideally you're better prepared for those 30 trades. Then you take those 30 trades, learn from the present. Then you try to do the next 30 even better. And then the next 30, you're basically a scientist trying to find, you know, a magic formula. Although there is no one specific magic formula, you can find your favorites. It's okay to have favorites. Like not all of us are going to be great at short selling. Not all of us are going to be good at going long or being patient. Some people like buying breakouts. Some people like buying dips. It's all up to you. And you have to test and test and test and find what you're good at. Use stocks to trade. If you don't want to risk losing money, use the stocks to trade paper money and practice for free. You don't get the full emotional education, but at least when you're starting, you can still practice and you get some education. Okay. So you get to choose, but you need to have the right mindset. Well, Tim, you know, uh, I, I thank you for coming on again. You know, I had a blast at the NASDAQ and the Trader Expo with you. That was that was a really cool experience. I mean, I, I again, I, I really value your friendship. Um, you're, you know, you're a great friend. You're a great business partner. Love hanging out with you. It was a great experience. Love having you on the podcast. You know, why don't you kind of take us out here? What are you working on lately? You know, what, what's your, I know you're very active in the charity community, kind of what's your active projects and 
what do you got coming up? Uh, other than working on your, your confidence in yeah, 2019, so, what, um, what, what other projects are you working on? Literally, as we're filming this, um, we just opened our 51st and 52nd school um, in Bali with my charity, Karmagawa. I'm not in Bali right now, so part of my team is out there. We have another few people out in Tahiti that are filming for our upcoming Save the Reef documentary. Um, so we have multiple teams now. Like my charity is growing. We have this charity merch, Karmagawa. You can get it. It goes to charity. Um, click the link just below. We're going to post we'll it. We'll have everything below. linked in the notes. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's why I wear this charity stuff. So for me, it's teaching, it's traveling, but it's also building schools and now Save the Reef. I don't think you guys realize, like, I, I can, I don't even put my head underwater, so I stink at, like, snorkeling or diving or anything like that. But at the same time, I recognize the value of the reef, and I recognize the value of the ocean. We don't realize that the, the oceans, the marine life that creates most of our oxygen is not trees. Trees are actually a minority compared to the ocean, which is the majority. So we need to do a better job with the ocean. Um, we're coming up with a whole Save the Reef campaign. If you follow Save the Reef on Instagram, it's crazy. No one had it uh, before me and savethereef.org. So that's coming this summer. Um, I'm actually heading over to Palau, a uh, new country for me, country number 120. Excited to visit that. And then also Seychelles again. They have a beautiful reef. So we're going to have a big documentary. We're going to need your help. It's not just about, you know, treating the planet better and like, having more renewables, it's using social media. The fact that you're watching this means that you're on the internet, you're on social media. When we come out with our Instagram video, when we come out with our YouTube video, I'm going to need your support to share it, to make it go viral. Our Rhino video got over 30 million views and that was fantastic. It raised uh, six figures for charity. You know, we also donated uh, $250,000, which was good, but we raised six figures more for these charities. So for me, it's about teaching you to get wealthy. Then once you're wealthy, you know, you can do whatever you want. I have all the toys in the world. Um, we're going to go film, I think, with my uh, Rolls Royce in a little bit to give you a little more inspiration because I grew up, you know, dreaming of wanting these cars and now I actually can buy them, which is crazy. But if you want to spend your money on cars, if you want to spend your money on charity, if you want to treat your family, I just bought my parents a nice big place in Miami Beach. Um, it's whatever you want to do, but you need that money. And to get that money, you need that knowledge. You're not going to make a lot of money if you don't have knowledge. If you do make a lot of money really quickly and you don't have that knowledge, like Bitcoin people, you'll probably lose it just as fast. So it's figuring out how to make a lot and then keep making more and having the right mindset, having enough knowledge to, you know, help grow it and not screw it up. Too many people make a lot of money. They get lucky maybe on a bad strategy or on a lucky pick or maybe they well, – It reminds me of that. Weren't you on – this is about a year and a half ago or so, but weren't you on like a private jet with a bunch of Bitcoiners and like the engines went out or something? Like, Thank you for bringing that up. The hydraulics <laughs> went out. We had to land at a different airport. It's very dangerous, uh, you know, with private jets and hydraulics. Actually, I, I wouldn't be mad if you said no to private jets. Like if you look at the <laughs> records, they're worse. But I was on this plane with a whole bunch of Bitcoin traders and the hydraulics went out. We had to land at a different airport, but I didn't know we could even land. Um, and I'm like, this is my destiny. You know, I rip on Bitcoin uh, investors all the time and I'm going down on this freaking plane. I can just imagine like the, the uh, headline, like nine Bitcoin traders and one penny stock trader go down in the jet. Karma catches up to them or something, you know, but we didn't go down. Bitcoin went down um, instead and they're, they're probably – you know, half of them probably committed suicide anyway. So karma does get to those people. This is why I created Karma Gala because I want to give back education 
charity, inspiration, knowledge, whatever I can do to help you. That's what really excites me these days, sharing this all through these new tools that were not available just a few years ago. We're actually filming this on Zoom. Zoom just filed for an IPO. They're actually profitable. It's going to be a fantastic stock. So this is an exciting time to be alive. The NASDAQ, the Trading Expo, these are just extensions where we can either meet you in person or, you know, be greatly honored by ringing the bell at, you know, what I think is the best exchange in the world. So it's, it's fun. And thank you, Tim Bowen, for all your hard work. You know, like you work your butt off. Um, you know, I just wish that you would kill less animals. That's, that's the only thing. Maybe, maybe that'll be your New Year's resolution. If you killed like 400 deer in 2018, maybe you could kill less. Well, I'm not trying to get you to change completely. I'm not trying to say go vegan, but just save a few, okay? Because every last animal is useful to the whole ecosystem, especially as I learn more and more. They're also Watch delicious. The code that's, that's the problem. They're also delicious. That's that. That's the issue, though. Well, I, you know, I've been uh, trying to work, you know, watch out with what I eat too. Like we can all do better. I think it would be a good example for the community if you killed less things and you focus more on helping animals. You know, maybe instead of shooting the deer, maybe pet it. Maybe feed it. Do something different. All I'm saying is try different stuff. Maybe you'll pet it and you won't like it. And you'll be like, screw this, and then you'll shoot it. At least try, okay? Give it a chance. For everybody, try to be a little nicer to animals, to your neighbor. Um, I know that I'm getting like a little crazy, but I've met and seen so much of the world. I met so many people everywhere. And for me, it's just love. Like I love living. I love our planet. I love our wildlife. I love our environment. I'm excited for the future using these tools and I'm just trying to spread, you know, knowledge. So again, I'd like to thank you, Tim. This was a great episode. I think we had some fun. We had some educational content as well. We'd like to thank the Trader Expo, the money show for having us. Definitely, you know, we'll have all these linked uh, on the post on steadytrade.com. If you're listening on iTunes, go over there. You can see the link to Trader Expo, the money show. Uh, thank you to the NASDAQ for having us. That was a great honor. They brought us up. They allowed us to present. They interviewed us to talk about stocks to trade, what Tim and I saw for the future of trends. And then also, again, all the links will be in the post. Check out Kamigawa. Check out savethereef.org. And then Tim is Timothy Sykes, all one word on all social media. Check them out there. And thanks again, Tim. Thanks. For Only trust about. verified profiles, okay? Yep. We have a lot Just of imposters. Well, and, I, and here's the thing. Here, here's, here's the tip. Why not, here's, instead of shooting a deer, shoot one of our imposters? Let's, like, let's channel your anger and violence and aggression to people, frankly, that deserve it. Now, I'm not so, so, advocating uh, violence. I'm just saying, you know, you should, you should mess up our imposters because that really <laughs> that stinks. You know, Tim and I don't do stock picks. We don't believe in stock picks. We believe in the, the process, learning the process. And we don't manage other people's money. That's imposters. Yes, but, but here's a tip. I have a hot tip for everybody that's listening. Invest in yourself. Ce- if a celebrity name with, like, a bunch of numbers after it asks you for money on social media, it might be fake. It just might be fake, okay? There's, there's your hot tip from the podcast. I have one last hot tip. Everyone says, okay, Tim, I believe in you. Just give me one hot tip. What should I put my money into? What should I invest in? Invest in yourself. Put your money into education. It will pay such great dividends year one, year two, year three, year five. If you focus on building your brain, if you focus on building your skill set, 
it is amazing. You become self-sufficient and you just need to consider it as an investment. Too many people don't realize it. They're like, oh, I don't want to spend money on that. But then they'll go spend money on like a PlayStation or something that wastes your time, that sucks everything out of here. And that is not the right way to think. I'm all for entertainment, but at the same time, focus more on building yourself, building your future, building your potential. It is the best investment that you can ever make, okay? A lot of you guys say, oh, I want to make more money stock trading. How do I do it? Invest in tools like stocks to trade. Some of you guys message me, you don't have real-time tools. You don't have level two. You don't have streaming. You don't have the right news. Some platforms don't even cover these low price stocks that are the absolute biggest percent gainers in the market. Some people use the wrong brokers where you can't trade the stocks that are fitting the patterns perfectly. You need to think about how can you be best prepared to capitalize on all of this opportunity? How can you be best prepared to make as much money as possible? And it starts with taking this very seriously, focusing on your education, investing in your education, time and money, and then seeing how it plays out year after year when you have the right plan, when you have the right people teaching you. That is what this is all about, okay? It's not about how much money you can make today or tomorrow or this week or this month. How much money can you make next year or two years or five years? How can you plan today? What can you do today to put yourself in the best position in the future? And if you think ahead, which no one else wants to do. If you plan ahead, you have an advantage. You have a big, big, big advantage. A lot of people say, oh, Tim, how did you get to this place? Well, I've been planning. I've been working for 20 plus years. And like we said, it's not going to take you that long because we're here to help you speed up your learning curve. But you need to think ahead. What can you do right now as you're watching this video, as you're clicking the links just below this video, what can you do right now that's going to benefit your future self, your family's future, and your kids, and your kids' kids? Think about that. Don't be ignorant. Don't just think about the present. Think about the future. And trust me, it goes so quick and you will be so rewarded over time if you have the right mindset. So the question, good question. So the question is, why not just short every penny stock? No, so a lot of these penny stocks can go up further than you think. Like BPTH literally went from the single digits to over $70. So it was a good short because now it's back down to 20 But, you know, we've seen DRYS go from $5 to 120 So I'm very, very cautious with shorting these days. There's a lot of people with your mindset. Oh, someone wants to short a low whole stock? Yeah, so there's a lot. Oh, no. Well, why not just short everything? Well, yeah, short them all. No, you have to be careful. Um, for me, I like to ride the hype. No, but you might. But again, you might not be able to withstand the huge run up. The market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solved. Correct. And there's just massive risks. Like, ask the people who were betting against Bitcoin, and it went to twenty thousand. They thought it was overvalued at a thousand. I would be very careful um, trying to pick the top on hype. Hype can really go for further than you think, especially in this day and age where we're all connected. So. Social media spreads everything faster than ever before, so you have bigger, more volatility. That's one of the biggest reasons I think that you see these stocks squeeze so much longer. Is, is now, not only do you have, you know, back in the day you had these small chat rooms, now social media explodes. And remember, one of the big things that people forget with shorting these low price stocks is your broker will, you know, these shares get called in. So you could be right. One of the biggest fallacies is people will look at these charts that go straight up and go straight down, but if your broker takes you out because these shares get called in and you're out, 
Yeah, you just watch it come back. Remember, when you're shorting, you're taking out a loan from your broker. So the broker can call it back at any time. And a lot of these brokers, if everyone's short one of these penny stocks, where it goes from 5 to 50, they call in their shorts. It doesn't matter if the next day the stock goes to 2. So you can't necessarily always you know, ride it all the way up and make money on the way down. Um, the good news is, with this kind of scary volatility, you can ride it up. And I have a lot of students these days who are like, you know, this is crazy. Like you're buying a stock at three and you're selling it the next day at 20. Like it's kind of insane. So for me, I've gone um, switch primarily to a long bias trader just because of the recent volatility. Got a question here? When you see a lot of buzz in a, in a penny stock and uh, people are getting in and you get in after that, aren't you a little late? So the question is, uh, when other people are buying a penny stock and you get in after that, aren't you a little late? So, no, that's a good question. So I'm always scared of chasing because, again, we know most of these penny stocks, if not all of them, will fail eventually. You don't want to be the last one holding the bag. So oftentimes, like on SHMP, which went from two cents to a dollar, I'm buying it at seven cents, I'm buying it at 24 cents, then I'm out. And then I wait for it to come down. So I always think about where is the technical breakout? Where is kind of like insanity levels? I don't want to be in, a, in insanity levels, even if I miss out on money because I'm not comfortable. Uh, when these penny stocks do go up so much, something is bound to happen. Either they do a financing at discount prices, so it's a toxic financing, and the stock crashes. Sometimes the SEC holds it. Sometimes uh, a tweet goes viral where they expose that the company has like no cash. Um, when these stocks are not meant to be up so much, they come down in a hurry, and most people are not prepared to get out that quickly. But that's why you have to have that philosophy. You have to have a trade plan. You have to you stick to it, okay? If you buy this stock simply because it's moving on shrimp farm news, like yes, environmental shrimp, it's actually a fantastic idea. But I'm sure they're doing some shady shit in the background. The good news is 80% of the world's, I, I learned about this. I'm doing research about shrimp. I eat shrimp all the time. I didn't know about it. 80% of the world's shrimp is developed in third world countries. There's no regulations. So you're eating like these bottom feeders that are eating like pollution. Yep. Probably all going to cancer as we eat this. So environmentally safe shrimp is actually a good thing. But at the same time, no matter how good the story is, I guarantee you that this company will do something to screw it up. So um, that's why you have to exit when the trend shifts. And you can buy the junkies. Not even exit when the trend shifts. Exit well, when you have a profit. Well, For me, I'm Jewish. I, I like money. Like I want to take my profits. I know some traders. They're very disciplined. They turn off their profit and loss column. They want to like give these stocks as much time. If I make five hundred, I made two thousand today while sitting, you know, at the expo booth. I made two thousand. Two thousand dollars a day keeps a real job away. So I'm always focused on what am I personally making, and that's good enough for me. Even if I can make more later on. And that stock you traded today, low price stock, but CBD stock. It was moving Friday. All predictable. Former runner. Former runner. You know, you in the hot sector from the kiosk, from his single screen laptop. He made a couple grand in what twenty minutes. Yeah, and another good thing to, to remember is that because I'm a glorified history teacher, because these stocks repeat, it's easier to buy stocks that are former runners. So anytime you look to buy a penny stock, do me a favor, do yourself a favor, look at the one year, two year, five year chart, see how it's done in the past. Because if you have some stocks that have never run in the past, it's very hard for them to run just out of the blue. Versus a stock that's run several times, like I said, there's a day trading board with penny stocks. If you can uh, you know, see that that day trading board is interested in the stock because they remember it from a few years ago, you have a greater likelihood of it spiking again. 
And shorts are also scared. Like when you see some of these stocks that go from two to 50, and then it comes back down to two, the next time it spikes up again, some shorts might not be so aggressive in shorting because they'll be like, oh, last time it went from two to 50, I remember that, I wanna stay away. So it's kind of training the shorts to be scared, training the day trading horde to be, you know, gambling degenerates, which they are. <laughs> right. Uh, social media and the internet are inundated with people who call themselves experts on penny stocks. What would you suggest is the best way to discern who knows what they're talking about and who's full of shit? Great question. So who is transparent and who is full of shit? This is why I show every trade. I show my income tax returns. I show my audits. It's not just how much money you make in the market. It's the actual trades. So if someone posts a screenshot, oh, I made $50,000 or $100,000, how much did you risk? If you're risking $700,000 or if you're down $100,000 at one point, it's irrelevant for people with small accounts. So for me, I like to show every single entry, every single exit, how much I risk. Um, you know, when I do lose, I try to cut my losses very quickly. So you see that even when I'm in the negative category, I'm not risking that much. I'm risking a few thousand dollars. Um, there's a a lot, a lot, a lot of newbies because of this 10-year bull market who think they know everything. And it's not that they're bad people, they just don't know what they don't know. And I was once this person when, you know, again, seven, eight years into my trading journey, I had never had a big loss. I was running my little hedge fund. I thought I was like the big shit, right? And at the time, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I set myself up for a big loss. So for me, experience and transparency are key. If you're learning from anybody, ask to see every trade over several years. I do over several decades because I'm not like a master trader, but I have learned to be very conservative. And too many people are like, Tim, you're doing it the wrong way. You're too conservative. And those people a few days later, a few weeks later, a few months later, usually blow up and they get very introspective on Twitter, what they did wrong. And, it's, and they're just newbies. They don't know. So be very careful these days. And the one thing I would tell you is just, just know that anybody on social, they have an agenda. What, why, why are they talking about this stock? Why are they bashing this stock? There is an underlying agenda. And really, you know, especially you should be running your own scans, doing your own research, and shut that shit off. And this is another thing. Like, I trade with a small account not because it's fun. Like, it's boring as hell to trade with a small account. I should be trading with, like, a $10 million account. But for me, I don't want you to think, like, I'm trying to make a lot of money from trading and use my subscribers. I trade with a small account. I donate any money that I make to charity because I want you to understand that I'm trying to teach you the process. For me, it's all about giving you guys the process. How do you grow a small account into something? So it's not just about money for me. I get my kicks these days when students come up to me and they make like their first 1,000 and their first 2,000 and they learn the process. That's what motivates me. So look at people's you know, reason. Why are they teaching? I only got started teaching because my TV show Wall Street Warriors was a hit and I started getting a lot of emails. My hedge fund lawyers were like, ignore the emails, just continue running the hedge fund. And I was like, I can't. Like, I, Let me try and teach this stuff. This stuff is real. And that was you know, a little over 10 years ago and I'm glad I did. Yeah, question right here in the front. Yeah, um, look to your right. Yeah, you questions over here too. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm blind in this eye. <laughs> you guys are teaching at this point. How do you pick between the tips? <laughs> and this is another thing. If I had chosen better, none of my top students would all be named Tim. We got Tim Boeing, Tim Lento, Tim Gertani. The chat room's a fucking mess. And everyone's like, Tim, Tim, I have a question. And it's, it's a disaster. Um, I don't know why there's so many Tims. Who? Raise your hand if you're named Tim. Do we have any Tims? You have higher odds than other people for whatever reason in this Elon Musk simulation. Especially if you're from the Midwest. Are you from the Midwest? 
Now, you live in New York. Huh. Well, I mean, for whatever reason, most of my millionaire students are from the Midwest, I think, because there's nothing to do there. So they're just bored and cold. Especially in the winter, yeah. Like, yeah. this guy is from the Midwest. I, I, do, I do two webinars a day, every single day. So He's got something else to do. Stop, He's stop. got no movie premieres. He's got no new restaurants. He's got no museums. He's got the cold and deer. That's it. And then he kills the deer because he's a murderer. <laughs> so Stocks to Trade Pro is a mentorship program. You can check it out. StocksTrade.com forward slash pro. I do twice daily webinars. It's just kind of a different thing. You know, Tim does, uh, you know, more of like an alert type service. He's got his archive webinars. I do twice daily webinars. It's just kind of your your choice. Question so, over here in the corner. How hard do you think you have to work? How hard do you have to work? Harder than you think um, in the beginning. It's it's endlessly frustrating. It's, 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 the it's like that. I'll let you finish. But it's like think of it like that hockey stick of growth. I mean, you've got to grind through that hockey stick stick, and then you get to the upper. I posted a chart the other day on my Instagram feed where you know you have these great expectations in the beginning of how easy it's going to be, and it's just going to be easy the whole time. In reality, it's very hard in the beginning, but the longer you stick with it, the easier it gets. So the whole key for me, and part of the reason why, you raise your hand if you follow me on social media. Most people. So my social media exists to motivate you to stick with it because this is the kind of life that you can have after 20 years. But too many people give up after three months, six months. You have to remember, Tim Grittani who's made over $8 million. He made nothing, nothing for nine months, his first nine months, and he studied every day. He was working at State Farm, right? Like he was an insurance agent, but he studied at night, he studied on weekends, and he made nothing. So expect to make nothing in the beginning and try to just learn and be prepared, you know, best prepared 12 months, 24, 36 months. One more question over here. Yep, one more. Yep. So I'm a stock, so I'm, a, I'm an option trader. Like the aggression. Yeah, but you're <laughs> over an options trader. I'm an option trader. I work full time. And so penny stocks, I, I don't do hot keys or anything on the lines and automatic program, one third this, one third that. So if I wanted to start trading um, in that world, how would I get started in regards to just learn the price patterns and all that. Join the chat. Just, just, just transitioning from an option trader to a penny stock trader. You know, from what I understand, I, I again, I don't trade options, but I know a lot of options. Options on option, uh, offers on I wish there were penny stock options. That would be cool. But some of them do, but most don't. Yeah. Um, for me, again, you just start studying the patterns. Um, start looking at my YouTube videos. There's a thousand plus of them. Um, if you want a comprehensive guide that's organized, go to howtomakebillions.com. That all goes to charity. Um, it's 35 hours long. So that's everything that I've learned all in one uh, kind of thing. And, and people seem to like that. Raise your hand if you've seen my How to Make Millions guide. Yeah, a few people. Yeah. Cool. Well, you help build schools. My charity has now built 52 schools. Uh, my goal is still to build a thousand schools. Thank you. Thank you. So you, you, know, you learn what you want over time. Like for me, I, I used to want to travel everywhere. Now I've been to 119 countries. I'm running out of countries to visit. Um, so now I'm trying new stuff. Always be, uh, you know, setting goals for yourself, but then set new goals and you'll learn about yourself along the way. The best thing about trading is not just about the money, it's the adventure. Um, when you have this kind of freedom, even if you don't make a lot of money at first, at least you have that freedom and you need to study to get that freedom. Then you can find really what, you know, you're most passionate about in life. If you're working a nine to five job, it's tough to do anything. Hey, Tim Sykes, Millionaire Mentor and Trader. Thank you for watching my videos. I hope that they help you. I want to share everything that I've learned over the years. You can check out more videos right over there. And also click subscribe so that you can watch all of these videos, get that knowledge, and become my next millionaire student. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. 
and I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City. (laughs) 